we're, we're surfers. Oh yeah, of course I mean, we are. <laughs> we have both seen a surfboard at least. But when you, you're you're out there and you're like looking for the big wave, and finally that big wave's coming, and it starts to come, and you're paddling, and then you think, wait a minute, this wave might actually just swallow me up. Yeah, it might be too big. I'm, might be more than I'm ready for. So you have that thrill and that excitement, and then you maybe have a little bit of that fear and that terror. So why would two guys leave comfortable jobs, move across the country, and start a business in an industry they don't know, a place they don't know? And could it be successful? We're Dale and Brian Carmi. Join us as we share our story and inspire you to become people of impact. Welcome to the Impact Without Limits podcast. Hey, have you ever felt like you were completely maxed out? Like you just can't possibly give anymore, but you still know it's going to take more to get where you want to go. Welcome back. So we're, we're coming off our home show in Albuquerque. We've got a couple jobs under our belts in Albuquerque and we're kind of starting to hit max capacity here, Brian. Um, it's going to work the same experience we had in Tucson at the beginning of the year where we, we did the show and had a lot of jobs. We're getting that now. The, the challenge is it's still just you and me. It's a neat feeling when you feel that momentum building. And, yeah. you know, it's kind of like we're, we're surfers. Oh, yeah. Of course I mean, we are. <laughs> we have both seen a surfboard at least. But when you, you're you're out there and you're, like, looking for the big wave and finally that big wave's coming and it starts to come and you're paddling and then you think, wait a minute, this wave might actually just swallow me up. Yeah, it might be too big. It might be more than I'm ready for. So you have that thrill and that excitement and then you maybe have a little bit of that fear and that terror. So we were kind of there. We, we, we're running hard. There's only two of us. We're running sales calls. We're, we're doing estimates. We're doing the installs. We're, we're running to the, the dump to unload the trailer by hand. We're doing all this stuff. And it's, it's, it's like, okay, what do we do? And, and it's kind of funny. There was a silly little story. It's silly today. Uh, the, when I think about it, in the moment, this the moment was a was big, a big this is a big thing. So I'm, you know, we're both running. I'm taking calls, setting appointments. Brian's taking calls, setting appointments. And up to this moment in time, we had always gone on the estimates together. So we'd go out there and we have a tape measure. Of course, you need somebody to hold one end of the tape measure and somebody to pull it to look at the other end. And we got this one morning and it's like, okay, hey, we're heading over here. You may be at 10 o'clock. And Brian says, no, we're heading over here at 10 o'clock. And we look at each other. It's like, wait a second, we can't both be two places at the same time. We're going to have to cancel one. <laughs> We're going to have to cancel option. one of these appointments. And one of us, I'll probably give the credit to Brian, no, came up with this I brilliant Will. idea of, well, why don't one of us go do the one appointment and one of us go do the other? So what we were doing is we were actually learning to multiply our time where we were dividing and conquering. So I went and did one estimate. You did the other. We learned that we could use a nail to hold one end of the tape measure or use a customer there to hold were, it. There were there, solutions. there were other options available once we kind of got pressed and we had to do it. And, and really, I think it, at the root of that was maybe a little bit of fear of the I two think, of us not. I think there's a lesson there. I think sometimes you can build things that seem like reasons, but they're really masking Excuses. a fear. Like fears. I, I wasn't comfortable going out on a sales call by myself. So the answer was... Well, obviously, I needed you to hold the other end of the tape measure. That's not what I needed. I needed a security blank. I needed, you needed somebody a kick with... in the butt to get you out there. Oh, so I got we, kicked right out of that little we, nest. We both did. 
So, but, but this is where we're at. Well, we, we multiplied our time. Brian went one way, I went another, but we're still limited in what we could do. So we had to start saying, okay, we've invested in the marketing. We've invested in the promotion and the advertising. We've done the work in Tucson. We've done the home show in Albuquerque. Um, maybe it's time to start investing in a team. So before we did that, we figured we'd do a trial run. Yeah. Well, the trial run was, where can we find free labor? <laughs> yes. we, had, we had already burned Danny out. That wasn't an option. And, uh, you know, our brothers, Ken and Jim, were, were great uh, supports. And they were part of the, the discussion process when we were, you know, looking into this idea and were, were uh, big cheerleaders as we were getting started. And Ken had offered to come out and just spend some time helping us to come out and work with us a little bit and actually go out and do some installs with us. And we surely weren't going to pass that up. Nope. So Ken takes a, a week's vacation and yep. burns it coming out to help us uh, install a few. Uh, yeah. That, look, that was yards. great. It, it was, it was one of those moments again for us where we got a chance maybe to show off what we were doing. Cause we're out in Albuquerque all alone. Not that we had that much to show off. We had a couple jobs in the ground. We had an office, you know, starting to feel like a real business. And, and Ken came out and saw that. And I think enjoyed it. And then, of course, we had um, just the help, the extra manpower. And, you know, Ken's a big, strong guy. He could certainly help us dig out some of those yards and bring in the gravel and do things like that. So we had a project that I remember oh so well. We we went up there and, and we get to the job site and we get all the stuff unloaded and we were pulling things out of that job, stripping out the grass, digging out the dirt, going down four inches so we could build a base. And it was around a swimming pool and we told Ken, um, okay, do this, dig this stuff out, put a pile of, a pile of the uh, – the dirt and the grass and the debris and everything there, we've got to go. And I can't remember, Brian, if we we're going to do another sales call or if we we're going to finish another job, but we had to go somewhere else. Yep. And we left Ken there. To... And obviously we had to go together. Well, <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> Looking back on it, I'm not sure why that was. Maybe I needed you to hold the other end of the tape measure, but we I'm both sure leave. there was a valid reason. <laughs> and leave Ken there with a shovel. And, and simple instructions, go down four inches, clear everything out around the pool, so when we come back, we can put in the gravel. Well, darn that Ken, he's a little overachiever. He's strong, too. And I think he figured if four inches down is good, eight inches would be better, and 12 inches might be exceptional. So when we come back to the job, and we go walking into the back, and there's Ken just so excited to show us what he's done. He's like, come take a look. We walk over there. It looked like he was digging a hole to China. <laughs> yeah, right beside the swimming the pool. Fear. It must have gone down 12 to 16 inches. And we're like, what the, what the heck are you doing? And he said, oh, I'm digging it out. And you figured we'd get a real good, you know, good place to put the gravel in and build this base. And it's like, no, because that creates so much more work increased material costs because you got to buy extra gravel and it, it was just not what we wanted but it was kind of funny it was and it was out of yeah it was out of ken being a hard worker and a good worker and you know wanting to do more than was asked which is all good except in this case it might have been <laughs> we, a little bit we mis- had to bring some of that misdirected. dirt back in and uh, fill the hole 
but in the end, we ended up with another great job, uh, another yeah. satisfied customer. And it, uh, I mean, we we ended up doing three or four jobs that week. I remember, yeah. the job down at Jennifer's house. We did did that one. Yeah. There were there were a couple other projects that got knocked and, out, and and we're kind of realizing, hey, this extra person makes a big difference. Yes, right. We're back to multiplying our time. Even though we both went together, Ken was there working on the job. We were able to go do something else related to building the business, related to what we needed to do. And, and so I think I, Ken provided some good perspective there. And he's like, hey, guys, you know, it seems like you're getting more done with another person out here. Maybe, maybe you need to hire somebody to help install. And we said, well, we don't know anybody here. Yeah. And Ken had an idea. He had a, a friend of the family that had just finished high school and was trying to figure out the next step. and um, you know, Nate, Nate is, uh, was Ken, I don't know if he had talked to Nate yet, but offered to send Nate out to work with us. And, uh, when you say send him out, he was in Ohio. Yes. Nate was an 18 year old, just finished high school living in Ohio. And Ken says, you guys ought to bring him out. Okay. Sure. Sign him up. <laughs> so we did. I, uh, somehow we got in contact with Nate, probably made a phone call, talked to him. And it wasn't more than two or three weeks later, I think Nate came rolling into Albuquerque. Yeah. And Nate wasn't uh, come out and work for a week. Nate was relocated. He was at least coming out for the summer, maybe longer. uh, But he was coming out to be uh, a part of the team. And you go clear back to our consulting days. We had always had the pattern of creating a need and then filling it. Right. And so I think this was another situation where we had done that. We, through the advertising, through the home shows, through some sales, through doing some projects that led to referrals and other, you know, potential projects, we had created this need and now we had to find a way to fill it. And the only way we were going to fill it was we couldn't just do more. And that's, you know, we, we talked about at the beginning, have you ever felt like you're, you're maxed out? Like you just can't possibly do any more, but you need to do more. Um, you know, we, we look, I, I see, you know, we get the opportunity to work with dealers across the country now, and I can talk to two different dealers, and they can be at totally different levels in the business, but talking to them, it sounds like the same thing. Maybe one of them has a multi-million dollar business, the other one's you know, in the first you know, infancy stage, but they both feel like, I am maxed out. I can't possibly grow. I'm putting in everything I can. We can't do more than we are. And you look at it and say, well, they're, they're both right, and they're both wrong. Right. And, you know, often in order to, it's not just working harder. You've got to do something differently. You've got to take a different step. Maybe it's um, investing more in other people like we had to do. We had to hire people and add to our team, which is scary. We, we, we initially called that the second level risk, right? The idea that, okay, we, we were willing to risk and bet on ourselves and we had done that. But now in order to get to the next level, we had to take a, a, a second risk, which was betting on someone else. And sometimes you do that and it goes well. Sometimes you do that and it doesn't. But it's a risk. That's right. So if it's a smart risk and it doesn't work, you need to be willing to you dust yourself to off to, yep. and go back at it. Maybe learn from your mistake. Maybe adjust some things. But just because you step out and something doesn't work doesn't necessarily mean that it, it was, was the wrong thing to do, right. or you shouldn't try it again. 
Yeah, we talk about that. I'm sure we'll get into you know different business stages. Uh, we we talk about that with with our dealers and with other business owners. Sometimes the different stages, but sometimes when you're making that first step, we get that we call it the once bitten, twice shy, right? You're you're you take that first step to get to the next business stage of hiring someone else. And as you hire someone else, it doesn't work out well. And you could do two different things. You could say, "See, that that was a bad idea. It didn't work. I knew I shouldn't have done that." Or you can say. Man, that was the right idea, just maybe the wrong person or the wrong time, or I did it wrong, and you have to learn how to do it differently. Um, yeah, and I know you just repeated it, but I want to come back to it. You, you, you were building off the feeling completely maxed out part, but the the other, if you go to the end of your question that you posed, Brian, it is, you know, it's going to take more to get where you want to go. Yeah. So there's that other part of this equation that is. Not just being in the moment and being maxed out, but knowing where you're headed, knowing what the destination is. How do I get there and realizing, okay, I can't do it by myself, can't do it with what we have right now. So we have to enlist help. And in the business world, maybe it's hiring somebody. Maybe it's investing in tools or equipment or, or growing from that sense. And uh, your your regular life, whether it's at home or at work, maybe it's getting the help of a team member to do something or, or at home, uh, you know, leaning on family members, other people to help you. I don't know. But if you know where you want to go and you know it's worth getting there, then um, you're going to be more engaged and more more willing to look at how do you multiply your time, how you do how do you enlist other people to help you accomplish that. And I think you know as you look back on this, I mean, hopefully one thing stands out, and it's that we certainly didn't have all the answers. Um, we didn't even have some of the right questions when we started, but we were willing to take some of those risks to do some things, to put ourselves in uncomfortable situations. And, you know, I, I look back and I think, you know, from the, the jobs that we did when we first got started that were really poor to, you know, the, even the story here, when I look back and think about the fact that I couldn't imagine going out and measuring a job without you, or <laughs> at, at this point in time, we still aren't. It sounded even... so heartfelt. <laughs> that was a tender moment. We, we aren't. We we aren't even asking for sales on site at this point. We're we're literally putting a stamp on a letter and mailing yeah that was bad proposals to people because we were too afraid to get the rejection in the moment. We didn't have all the answers. We weren't that good, but obviously we just but kept we taking those risks. Right. We kept, and we had this vision, like you said, of where we wanted to go. We knew what we wanted it to be. So wherever you're at currently, maybe you're embarking on a new adventure. Maybe you're just in a, a job that uh, feels like it's a little bit above your capabilities. Um, you know, you know, you might be in a spot where you need to, um, you know, multiply your time in some way. Maybe that's delegating some tasks. Maybe that's giving up some control over some of the 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 day to day uh, tasks and and responsibilities. Maybe it's making a trust risk. Like we said, you hire somebody and you got to extend that trust and maybe it works out. Maybe it doesn't. Yeah. Maybe they'll dig a hole to China in somebody's backyard, <laughs> which isn't good, but then maybe you can correct them and tell them the right way to do it. And they come back and, and kill the next one, which Ken did, by the way, kudos, Ken. <laughs> 
You redeemed yourself the rest of the week. Yeah. So we just like to encourage you, you know, be willing to get out of that comfort zone. Be willing to take steps um, of risk, be willing to, to extend trust. And even if you've been burned, even if it didn't feel like it went the way it should, be willing to do it again. So hopefully you got some value out of the, the our stories of uh, multiplying your time and uh, you know learning how to give more by enlisting the help of others. We'd ask you to subscribe to our email list for podcast updates. Share this with a friend. And uh, if you'd be willing to, leave us a review. And wherever you're at right now, uh, be willing to, to take those smart risks, be willing to multiply your time, and go be people of impact. Thanks for joining us. See you next week. This is the Threads Army reminding you that faith looks up, hope looks ahead, and love looks all around to see whom it can help. Good day.